0: Welcome to another episode of Preventive Health and Safety. I'm Alan Dockerty, glad to be with you. Today's episode is going to be on a subject that I'm not really that fond of talking about because I have a lot to work to do personally in that area. But what we're going to talk about today is how you eat is just as important as what you eat. Now that may sound a little strange, but and the reason why I'm doing this, when you think about all the things we've talked about, talked about heart disease, we've talked about diabetes, we've talked about stroke, talked about all these really uh, terrible and debilitating conditions that can kill you and make your life very miserable. Some of those things have risk factors that coincide with each other and are very common to many health conditions. And so we talked about hypertension, we talked about diabetes as, you know, being a couple of those risk factors. And then you break it down, of course, obesity seems to be a real central focus area in so many different risk factors that I thought we'd talk about that. And we've talked before about, uh, you know, things you eat and how you should eat well-balanced meals, stuff like that. But uh, I've been doing some studying on just just how a person eats. And so it's really interesting. It's something that those of you that are trying to lose weight or trying to maintain a really good weight, BMI, this could be like an adjunct to your diet or an adjunct to uh, your eating style that might be able to help you a little bit. Instead of just getting meals prepared that you feel like are going to be beneficial for you. Make sure you got your green leafy vegetables. Make sure you only have so much starch and carbohydrates and yada, yada, yada. This is going to actually show you some other things in how you eat and not just what you eat. First of all, let me ask you this question. How fast do you eat? I want to challenge you. <laughs> all of you. You're, you're not going to believe this. Once you do it. I want you to time yourself and try to do it in a subconscious way. If You know, sometimes when you're doing something as a test, you know, you act differently. I want you to just, just a normal meal. Just see how long it takes you to eat a normal meal. Now, let me tell you what happens inside the body. And I'm sure a lot of you know this, but the truth is that your stomach secretes some hormones they're called ghrelins and these ghrelins go to the brain and say hey guess what I am full you don't have to put any more down the pipe and that's a really good thing isn't it because the stomach's saying okay you know we're at a good level right now we should stop so let's tell the brain tell the brain the brain says yeah you don't want any more you're good the problem is now listen the problem is it takes 20 minutes for that process to occur so once you start eating and reach that satiation level for those hormones to tell the brain i've had enough and for you to actually stop it takes almost 20 minutes so if you're eating full speed and eat until you're full and you finish eating in 15 minutes or 10 minutes or even less, you can consume so much more food and you will consume so much more food because you're not full. And the reason you're not full is those hormones haven't gotten to the brain and said, yeah, we're full, it's time to stop. So that's a very important point to consider, and I hope you really think about that. Time that meal out. Slower eaters eat less. It's a proven fact. Slower eaters experience better digestion. It's a known fact, and as a result of those two things, it's also a proven fact that slower eaters have smaller waistlines and lower BMIs. This was a study done in several uh, major universities as well as medical centers, and one in particular was one in Japan that had a massive amount of participants in this study. And, uh, you know, you say, well, they they eat different types of food. Again, it's not talking about the type of food. It's talking about how fast you eat and how you're able to control those, uh, use those hormones to your benefit so that you feel full. So what are some of the things that we can do? Well, this is really good. I started doing this. First of all, I timed myself. I cannot believe how fast I eat. And I have a good excuse. Well, at least I think I have a good excuse. When I was 18 years old, I was already working in the emergency room for the United States Air Force. And, uh, you know, sometimes we'd get swamped. And they'd send us down to the child hall to get lunch. Just emergency room lined up with people. I mean, there weren't usually major emergencies. But uh, we'd get down there, and we'd have to eat our lunch pretty fast. And sometimes we get called out right in the middle, take an ambulance run. So I learned to eat really fast. That's a good excuse. The other good excuse is my mother always said, you kids can't go out and play till you finish your supper. (laughs) So, we'd eat eat really fast. But the truth is there are several ways that you can help yourself not eat so fast. Number one, time yourself, okay, just to see how that is. And, And start off saying, okay, here's where I am. 20 minutes is what I want to get to. And I'm not saying start off and say that's it. I want to eat a 20-minute meal today. You may, you're going to have to work your way up gradually. Take your time, slow down, and and see see how you can progress until you reach that 20-minute again. Whenever you're trying something, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You know, you start trying to develop a new habit. You get into that habit loop where you're trying to you make some really good changes and replace some bad habits with some good habits. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take some repetition uh, and consistency to really make that work. So you maybe start off a little bit lower on the, the side. You say, oh, well, it took me seven minutes. Well, today it took me 10. Well, the, hey, you increased three minutes. And then next week it's 15, next week 18. And soon you find yourself at 20. Now, what are some of the things you can do to help yourself reach that 20 minute goal? Well, here's one thing. Put your utensil down several times during a meal. I never even noticed that. Sometimes I eat a whole meal and I never put my fork down. I just hold it. I may, I may, you know, I'm not saying I just steady shovel it in, but I am saying that I very seldom put it down. I just keep it in my hand and chew a little bit and then when I'm ready, take another bite, so on and so forth. And if you watch yourself, you might find that same thing. But they've shown that if you take time and just set your fork down or, or whatever intents your you're eating with and just sit there for a minute, chew your food, be a little bit more deliberate in the way you're eating. Maybe if you're eating with someone, uh, start a little conversation. I'm not saying you have to you know, interrupt their eating and say, let's have a big discussion on this. Put your fork down. We're not going to eat another bite till we get to this house. <laughs> I don't mean that. But what I'm saying is just take your time. Put your fork down several times during the meal and you're going to find out it will slow down your eating. Not only that, it's really good to every once in a while. And, and I don't, you know, most people have a drink with their meal, but try to when you're, especially when you're first starting out and trying to develop these habits, Take a sip of water every three or four bites. So you have, now You know. watch how this works together. You take three or four bites of food, put your fork down, pick up your water, take a drink of water, put your water back down, and then you can resume eating. If you'll do that, you're going to see how it's going to prolong the time it takes for you to consume your meal. And it's going to help so much more and help you be able to Get into the habit of spending a little more time eating, giving that meal, that 20 minutes, allowing those enzymes, or those hormones to come up and tell your brain you're full, and you're going to see some weight loss, and you're going to see some really good, consistent eating patterns. You know, fast eaters are also, as a way of warning, fast eaters are more likely to develop what we call metabolic syndrome. Now, metabolic syndrome sounds like a, a huge term basically means there's a group of conditions that you develop that are really high risk factors for things like coronary artery disease, stroke, diabetes, and just bad, 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 right? I mean, it's bad. Now, what is, what is metabolic syndrome? What are those conditions? Well, one's a large waistline, there have been studies, and it has been proven that one of the worst places you can have fat is around your mid-waist. You know, it, it's just really hard, and it's part of the metabolic syndrome. You have that, you're, you're on your way to developing the higher risk for those conditions we mentioned. High cholesterol, high triglycerides, which are basically the, the fatty particles in your blood. Uh, diabetes, hypertension. These are all conditions that can be developed, and those conditions are combined together to form what we call a metabolic syndrome, which puts you at high risk for stroke, heart disease, and diabetes. So when you think about these things, uh, you know, slower eaters are less apt to develop metabolic syndrome. So another good reason to really slow down your eating. Not only that, let me talk to you about another thing. Uh, it's called the Brain-Gut Association. Actually, Harvard's done a lot of major studies on on digestion, on eating, on nutrition, and things like that. And uh, so they have some really good material out on what they call the brain-gut connection. There is a huge connection between the brain and the gut. So when your brain is experiencing certain things, it sends messages to the gut and when your gut's experiencing things for example if you have an upset stomach what does your gut do it sends those messages to your head and says hey i really am, i don't want anything to eat i'm just not feeling that good so guess what it happens that, that then you won't eat because you're you're that of that, that connection same thing the other the other direction you know your mind is there and It is really, really subjective to the senses and it smells something really good. It sees something really good, sends messages to the gut. And the next thing you know, you're hungry. You want something to eat. On the other side of that, a lot of times when you have some emotional issues going on, you have some anxiety, you have some stress. What happens to your stomach? You get that knot in your stomach. You get that tenseness. You get that feeling of anxiety. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, that whenever you're eating, you shouldn't do it in the midst of troubled time or a time of stress or a time of anxiety. Here's what we're used to a lot. We go to work and we come home, change clothes, sit down and eat. Now, that might not always be the best option. If you have a very stressful job or you have a very stressful drive home, I have both, when you get home, that might not be the best time for you to eat because you have those, those emotions and that anxiety and that stress and it can cause problems in the gut and it can hinder good digestion. And if you don't have good digestion, that means you're not going to have some of the, the different minerals and some of the different vitamins and all the things that are necessary. That, that metabolism doesn't play takes place well enough for you to be able to take advantage of those things so you should be mindful about that and people don't think about that very often nothing wrong with coming home sitting down relaxing a little bit Uh, maybe you're into meditation which is very good maybe you just want to spend some time with the kids and spend some time with the wife and it just just kind of regroup refresh get work out of your mind get that traffic out of your mind and then sit down and eat you should never have a tense meal time. If you're having some issues or some disagreements or some things are going on in the family and, you know, the tension's really high. You ever, you ever had a meal like that? You sit down and, you know, you get the mashed potatoes and slam them on the plate and, you know, that'll show her. Uh, and you, you when you eat a meal like that, you're, you're doing yourself more harm than good. Okay, take care of it. You know what they, they say? Never go to bed angry. Let me say this. Don't eat a meal angry. Don't eat a meal stressed. Don't eat a meal when you're in emotional turmoil. Make sure you have a decent surrounding. Put some nice music on. Uh, burn some incense. Get some candles going with some really good smell. I mean, trying to get your mind at a place of ease so that that brain gut syndrome it's good, or that brain connection is going to help you have, digest that meal a lot better. And then the timing of meals is also important. We live at such a wacky paced lifestyle. I mean, we have all kinds of things going on. Many of us are, are just so used to just running and grabbing whatever we want to eat whenever we can. Okay. So obviously that's not the best way to do things. And, and by the way, I'm not just talking about being overweight here. I'm talking about really making sure you're taking care of your body and you're not taking care of your body if you're just running around and slamming things in. It may make you feel important. Like, Oh, I don't have time to eat a good meal. I'm on the run all the time. I got meetings here and there and you know, got to run to this board meeting and this advisory council. Well, that, that's great. But, you know, if you don't have good health, sooner or later, you're going to regret all that time you spent doing that, giving it up for the job or the business or whatever, and then ruining your life. So, take my word for it. Make sure you take time for yourself, especially during mealtime. We have what's called a circadian cycle. And uh, the circadian cycle regulates many things, but digestion is one of the more important things and so it peaks at certain times it's low at certain times usually first thing in the morning it it starts to rise and then about two o'clock in the afternoon i believe it is uh, it really starts to peak and then it starts to decrescendo back down again so you know when you eat things really heavy and that's why we always talk about not eating so much at nighttime it's not so much that oh it's nighttime it's just going to stay there (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not true but during that circadian cycle where you have metabolism it is going to be undigested and it's not going to be broken down by metabolism as quickly when your metabolism is real low at night time the circadian cycle is something that, that'd be interesting for you to look up and just see how it really does affect digestion so plan your meal times one more thing we talked about how to we talked about how fast to eat. We talked about what to eat in the past. Now I'm going to talk about this, where to eat. Now I'm not going to talk about which restaurant you should go to or which restaurant you should avoid. Uh, truthfully, there will be a lot more restaurants that you should avoid than the restaurants I can recommend you going to. And you know that as well as I do. Uh, the truth is, when we're talking about where to eat, listen to this, a good rule for people who snack and people who eat a lot uh, or feel like they overeat or they can't control how fast they eat, the good rule of thumb is always eat everything at the dinner table. Say, oh, no, man, me and wifey, we hurry up and grab a plate and run in and plop on the couch and watch whatever. Well, that might be cozy and it might be nice, but it's not good for you. You sit in there, you get relaxed, You're going to have a tendency, number one, to eat more. And number two, you're not going to be able to really regulate. and You're not going to even think about regulating how fast you're eating. It has been a proven fact that people who follow this process lose weight. And they're able to keep that weight off because it's not just a crash diet. It's actually a lifestyle change. I was told this by my physician years ago. I said, you know, here's my problem. I just snack. I graze. (laughs) I'm like a cow. I just graze all day long. You know, I'll walk past something. I'll take a bite of that, take a cracker, take a chip, take a cookie. You know, I don't have those things in my house anymore, thankfully. But uh, if I did, that's what I would be doing. And so, you know, I sit down in the evening to to maybe watch TV for a few minutes or do something. And, uh, and there, I'll just get a, a bowl of something or some snacks and a snack away. And she said this. She said, next time you feel like you want to have a snack, no problem. Go out to the kitchen table and have your snack. You know, I did that one night and it just wasn't fun. <laughs> Who wants to eat popcorn at the kitchen table? It just doesn't work. But it did really curb my desire to have snacks. It's amazing how that works. So think about that for a minute. If if you're a snacker or you're a grazer like I am, just try that. Eat all your meals at the kitchen table. You're going to find that you're going to you're going to curb that down a little bit, and you're not going to be eating quite as much as you usually do. Again, this is I feel really important because the the things that we eat, the nourishment we receive. This all really is one of the foundational things for good health, and and we know that. And that's why our country is so unhealthy, because we eat so terribly, (laughs) to put it mildly. I mean, really, the average diet of an average American just really reeks of risk factors. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. And so to eat purposefully well means eating the right types of foods taking your time and letting your food digest letting your stomach tell your food or your your brain that you're you're finished eating and that you take time to digest it on a stomach that is in tune with your brain stress-free anxiety-free and you're going to find out that you're going to have a lot better nutrition uh, you'll have a lot better time in life knowing that you're doing what you can do to keep yourself healthy thank you very much i hope that you've enjoyed this now listen if you've ever talked to somebody and say man i just can't lose weight or i wish i could do this i wish i could do that you know you can get all the pills you want and order all the stuff online you want but the truth is it's going to always 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 boil down to lifestyle changes lifestyle changes creating new habits and here are a few habits that can help. So tell them to listen to the podcast. And uh, and I'm glad that you did. And I hope you got something out of it. And j- just remember, everything you do to help you is going to decrease and minimize risk to help you live a better and longer life. Thanks for joining.